everyone. Thank you for your patience. We had uh, a few weather and tech woes, but we are uh, here and very excited to chat with you today. It's Monday, April 16th, 2018 at one o'clock or 1.08 technically Eastern time, and this is Admissions Live. I'm your host, Nicole Antini, and on today's live broadcast, we're talking about April and admissions. Admissions Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Be part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by tweeting at us using the hashtag Higher Ed Live. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com or take Higher Ed Live with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a digital first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive real results. We know you've wondered what prospective, te what prospective teens are thinking when they receive and read or ignore your institution's recruitment marketing. In partnership with NRCCUA, the myth-busting enrollment marketing research uncovers the best marketing channels and communication preferences that have the biggest influence on prospective teens' perception of your institution. The white paper is available on our on-demand download. Uh, for on-demand download. Get your copy today and identify what encourages prospective, prospective teens to apply to your institution. And we've tweeted out a link to this research. So without further ado, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Brandon Kennedy, uh, a friend of mine from the road and Associate Director of Admissions at, at Castleton University. Uh, so Brandon, can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your background and experience in higher ed? Sure, Nicole. Thanks so much for having us or having me today. I'm you know, excited to be on this program with you. Uh, so my background in admissions started in 2013 when I was a senior, the fall of 2013 when I was a senior at Castleton University. I was um, an art major and a transfer student and I was looking for an internship opportunity for my fall semester of my senior year and the I, we had an admissions regional representative uh, position that opened up in our office at Castleton and so I jumped on that and that's what really kind of launched me into the world of admissions and higher education. I was a student ambassador for us when I was a student so I you know giving tours and things like that but since then, I, you know, did a couple of temporary bouts with Castleton and then was hired on as a full-timer in 2000, the winter of 2015. And, um, you know, I went to the assistant, went from an admissions counselor to assistant uh, director of admissions. And now I work primarily with the traditional undergraduate student population from uh, Eastern Northern New England and as well as all states outside of the Northeast. So, you know, I have the opportunity to work with quite a few different students uh, throughout the year, and it's it's been a pleasure. So you pretty much have like most states other than like three or four of them? <laughs> yes, that, that would be correct. Uh, to be exact, I have um, all states outside of New Jersey, New York, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Western Massachusetts. Um, and then I have the northern half of Vermont, and then one of my colleagues shares the southern half of Vermont. So I, uh, I do have a really, a large territory, but it's a really fun territory. Fantastic. Um, and, you know, I know that you're incredibly involved in a lot of different things, especially in here in the home state of Vermont. Um, so, you know, I think every, everybody's got their list of stuff going on uh, in April, but uh, do, you, uh, do you mind sharing a little bit of uh, some of the different things you have on your plate as sort of a context of why April is so crazy for you in particular? 
Oh, sure. Uh, let's let's try and think what, uh, you know, it might be easier to have what don't we have going on in April <laughs> at this point. Um, so I just finished up a week down in Massachusetts. But, um, you know, basically since January, we've been working on, you know, enrollment and, you know, yield season and things like that. But in our office, we host a slew of accepted student days, which we're right in the middle of those. We have one on Wednesday with 25 students, but we host about eight of those every year. We host weekend info sessions, and then we have our big open house, which is coming up on April 21st. So we've been, I've been working with my colleagues on, you know, planning those types of things, making sure those events for prospective students and their families. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I've been out traveling and doing some in and um you know i've also done some northern vermont things as well so travel and then in the midst of that as well i'm on my on a personal side i'm also so you know you add all that personal stuff into work life it it gets a little crazy yeah are you still there yes I am still there. Yeah, the the tech is uh, being a little uncooperative for us today. For those of you who aren't oh, we, in New England, we're uh, losing the connection. Maybe. Uh oh. We may be still having some technical difficulties. We yeah, are dealing. Yeah, I was going to say. Storm. I think we we cut out. I don't know if we got all of that or not. And I apologize for these technical difficulties. We're. Uh-oh. Southern Vermont. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll try to bear with uh, these these storms. Uh, we're getting clobbered with some really interesting, uh, not April-like weather, but I guess it's it's April in New England, so it's part for the course. Um, so Brennan may be coming in and out a little bit, but we'll we'll see if uh, how long we can we can plug away at this conversation. So um, so that was helpful to kind of get some of the context of everything you're you're dealing with right now, Brendan. So yeah. Um, I guess kind of looking at it all, you know, what's what's your approach? You know, how do you keep track of everything you need to do? You know, at this point in time and this time of year, everything is high priority. And when everything's high priority, nothing is really high priority. So so do you have strategies that work in particular for you to kind of keep track of what needs to get done on a day by day or even hour by hour at times basis? Oh, most definitely. We have, um, you know, I rely very heavily on my Google Calendar and my Outlook Calendar. And, you know, that is a whole booklet of uh, lists to do. Oh, phone calls. Are we still there? Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Oh, oh no. Uh oh. I and let's take this off. Okay, is that better? Okay, perfect. Yeah. It's our, you know, I think our school network is getting ready to it's getting ready to succumb to the wind. <laughs> so bear with me. Hopefully the cell reception stays. Uh so we, you know, I rely very heavily on my calendar and trying to stay as organized as I possibly can. My, um, you know, I have a whole list of handwritten to-dos and then I type up to-do lists. We have a great um, operations team that helps keep me organized as well on, you know, 
daily visitor check-ins and, you know, phone calls and things like that to make. Um, we also, very exciting for Castleton, just implemented Slate, the CRM Slate. So we that has made my life as an, as an admissions counselor so much easier because there's so many automated emails that we typed up in the fall and we're still currently, we're in the process of launching Slate, but so our um, Slate team has been working on those tirelessly and they've, you know, really made things so much more automated and so much more, so much smoother for our office. Um, so that's made things in my life a lot easier for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit jealous. I've, I've heard some of the tools that uh, I, I, I envy any tools that are built explicitly for admissions uh, that we don't have access to, um, because I think anytime you can build like automation and reminders and things that go out automatically into things um, without losing the human touch, obviously, but still, you know, if you know there are things that you need to do at certain times a year, um, that definitely seems to help. And I know that, um, like programs like Slate definitely help to kind of um, build that in in a way that makes sense and kind of take some of that off your plate. Um, and oh, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, was, I was gonna say most definitely. I mean, Slate has made things much easier and it's, you know, we're working on, I'm just so excited for the future with Slate because we're now gonna be able to implement invitations to events that we're, that we're going to, not only events that we're hosting and you know, the con the and but I also uh, totally agree with you, Nicole, when you said, you know, implementing the automated automated uh, automated emails and things like that, but without making them too automated. And, you know, mm -hmm. with Slate, I can email all of my students directly and they get an email from me, but they also get automated emails from me as well. So it's just it I think that it, it works out so well for admissions. And like you said, it's amazing to have a tool that's built just for us. Um, so. Yes, definitely. And I think if for, for those of us like myself and our institution here, um, we don't we don't use that particular program. But um, I think it's nice that there are still some other tools that are out there. Um, I'm a frequent user of um, a few plugins into Gmail, which is kind of mm. our internal email system here at the call at Champlain. Um, and there's uh, yet another mail merge. I am a huge fan of because, um, you know, you can kind of pull together a bunch of different um, drafts ahead of time and then really be able to kind of prepare sort of who do I want to contact, who do I want to reach out to, um, and being able to kind of draft that up and be able to send these individual emails out makes it a one-click st uh, step instead of a 20 or 40 or however many uh, kind of click steps. So um, so it's nice that whether it's through a program or through some plugins, there's some sp some things that are out there that can help us with that. Um, are you familiar with Boomerang too? I am not familiar with Boomerang. No, that's one that I'm going to need to do some research on um, yes. into that. Yes. Yeah, I recommend it to any admission counselors because it's uh, it's built so that um, you can you it, we, we are notorious in admissions for working at weird hours of the day and weird times, weird blocks of times. I see you nodding enthusiastically. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's pretty cool because if your block of time that is available to you to actually knock some things out is at a weird time of day, like nine to 11 o'clock at night is definitely a block of time of answered emails. Um, something like Boomerang, you can actually schedule your emails to go out 
the next morning. Um, so, you know, if you don't want to worry about, if you want to knock a few things out, but you don't want them all to send right away and have students responding to at midnight and, and dealing with that conversation, you can kind of utilize that to, to take care of that and to remind you of follow up and some other things that I think are super, super helpful at this time of year when you're lucky to keep track of what day of the week it even is. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a tool that I think is so important. And I, um, you know, talking about plugins and different things, there's, I've been doing a lot of research on different apps that you can get to just make my life easier, you know, business card scanning apps, you know, receipt filing apps, things like that, that just, I think will make our whole team's you know, overall experience so much more seamless and so much easier. And with us now having this new CRM and being able to track data and, you know, interact with students and counselors and parents so much more frequently and so much easier. Um, I think all, all these different plugins that are out there, it's just a slew of, you can spend a day doing research on different things. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking that at some point in time, it would be worthwhile to do a, a NACAC or NACAC session just just on all the things that can make your life just a touch easier, especially when uh, we're, we're staring April in the face and trying to figure out how we can make all these different pieces work at the same time. Um, and there's a lot of these that are just going to make it that that that, that much calmer and uh, that much that to alleviate that many more steps uh, from your day to to just to just give you a little bit of breathing room. I think uh, what you said earlier about scheduling and kind of leaning on your Google, on your calendar is pretty apt. Um, I say this at any time of year, but especially in April, if it is not on my calendar, it just doesn't exist. It's not a it's, thing that's happening. Yeah, I couldn't, I could not agree more. It's, you know, I, I think that that's one area that, you know, we, we have so much, you know, so many new things going on in our office that are really exciting, but I, like I, like you said, Nicole, if it's if it's not on my calendar and I don't and I haven't been able to prepare for it in a day or two in advance, I'm like totally feel like I'm out in left field. It's coming. So, um, you know, calendars are a must. And, you know, just trying to stay on top of everything as we um, you know get through this really busy time of year. It's it can be challenging. But like you said, with the with the, the plug in that you have, that's boomerang that sends um, responses out at scheduled times. I think that's so helpful because we do in admissions work odd hours. There's 24 hours in the day. So we can, and we use, you know, a large portion of them at really odd hours or very sporadically. So. Exactly. Sleep. What is sleep? Who needs sleep? That's I, what it comes for. I, I'll tell you, I need sleep. And it's one that I, you know, when I get the sleep, I feel, I love the weekends because I can sleep for like an extended period of time and not have to think about work and shut it off. So. Yeah. And I, I, I'm saying it, you know, jokingly, but it is really true. And that's something that um, I wanted to make sure we we focused on today, too, is so, you know, we talked a little bit about some apps that can kind of uh, help, you know, do some of the tasks and, and, and open up some of your day um, and talk a little bit about scheduling. But I think, you know, just as important as it is to schedule yourself time to to not just be where you need to be and and um, uh, make sure you're arriving at your commitments, but scheduling time in the day to whether it's scheduling an hour to answer your email. Um, actually, uh, last month, uh, we spoke with Ashley Budd about uh, ma uh, maintaining inbox zero. I recommend checking that out if you're battling your inbox and trying to figure out how to kind of schedule your time around the inbox. Um, but scheduling time to, to, to focus on whatever tasks you need to do in between everything else. Um, but I find, and I'm curious if you find the same for you, Brandon, that it actually 
helps me to actually like literally schedule on my calendar time for myself, whether that be a workout or a walk or anything like that. So, so how do you do, you know, do you kind of build that into your schedule and how do you sort of um, find those small windows of time to focus on yourself and make sure that you don't completely burn yourself out in the meantime? Oh yeah. I, um, I definitely put on my calendar, you know, anything that anything and everything that is appropriate to be on a calendar, I, I've put it on my calendar, you know, make sure that you check in for accepted student day, do the, you know, do your host matching and things like that. Answer emails, you know, really try and itemize the day because I think it just, it makes, you know, when you have that checklist of things that you can work through, it just makes it feel like you have less to do, even if you have a huge laundry list of things to do. So I, you know, try and put as much as I can on my calendar. I definitely integrate in personal life stuff with my calendar so that I know, okay, you know, if I have, downtime in between visits, I can make a phone call to, to my girlfriend or, you know, something like that so that you can really balance work and work in home life. It's, I think that's something that's so important and, you know, taking the time to put that on your calendar, it's, it's very helpful. Absolutely. I, I like what you said about, you know, it sounds, I don't know, on one hand, it sounds weird to have to schedule time with your with your loved ones and your family. But I think it's so vitally important because it's it's so easy to lose those blocks of time if you don't make an intentional effort to do that. Um, so so I'm really, really glad that you said that. Um, and I, I, not everybody has this opportunity, but you know, if you're traveling in a region that you do have loved ones or friends or family, I think April in particular is a time that you should catch someone for lunch or for dinner or for breakfast or I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think you can squeeze in a shopping trip necessarily in April, but you know, if you can find those windows of time and find the opportunity to spend some time with each other or with your road friends, you know, I think we all can get so in, in our heads about everything we need to do, but I've been surprised that when I've made the time to spend, you know, a, a lunch break or something with a road friend, sometimes we end up actually brainstorming ideas that end up helping us to be even better at our jobs. So um, I think making sure to make time for that definitely is a really, really good suggestion. And I'm, I'm glad that you found opportunities to do that. Um, I want to share my own. I don't know how many out there are uh, are face mask users and and you know mud masks and 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 uh, paper masks, but um, sometimes all I can get in the day. Are you? <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, pro tip for those of you out there that aren't there, like pretty cheap at places like Target and everything. Um, but I'm telling you, I, I don't know if you found the same, Brandon. I think, you know, when you can't find any other time in the day, that 15 minutes of sitting in the mask and like sitting there listening to a podcast or some music or just relaxing, it's like a little just oasis in the middle of a, uh, of a hectic day. Oh, most definitely. I, I use them, you know, when I come home quite frequently, because it's, it's a way for you to, you have that 15 minutes where you need to, you know, okay, I spent money on this face mask. It's, you know, I need to get the full effect of it. So it forces me to just sit down and be like, okay, you can't, it's not like you can be driving or moving around with a, with a face mask on. So you, you know, it's something that you have to isolate for just yourself and give yourself some you time, which is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it sounds silly. And I, you know, it's, 
self-care isn't always going to look like that for everybody. So I understand if you're not, you know, if you don't want to use your time that way, that's fine. Um, but I don't know. I feel like all of these are very clear, you know, obvious tips to give, but I think it's still, they still all warrant repeating that, you know, yes, there's a lot that you need to do. And yes, it's important to make time to do so. Um, but if you don't take care of yourself, if you neglect yourself, you are not going to be a, a the most effective, prepared professional um, that you can be. And so, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I want to give everyone the support that it's okay if you need that time to not do email, to not answer phone calls, to not enter things in the system. You're still going to need to do that stuff, but it's okay to forgive yourself for finding the time in your schedule to do that. And I think staying in hotels sometimes is a really good window of time to do it. You're right. I would, would not recommend doing a face mask in, in particular in your drives, but, um, you know, just taking a moment to breathe because I don't know about others out there, but I know I can get anxious about when I start thinking about all the things we need to do at this time of year. I mean, we're dealing with prospective students and admitted students and events and, and plenty of other things that come up along the way and it can be easy to get in your head about it. So I think it's important as you're scheduling time to knock those things out to also make sure you're building in that time for yourself. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think this is a really unique time of year where you're working with every, every scheme of a student of a potential student, you know, you have everything from the perspective junior that's just coming up to the college fair to a senior that's deciding between you and another institution, and you need to give every student that, you know, attention to detail that you, that you should and that they deserve. So if you can give yourself five minutes to recoup and refuel and just you know feel like okay i'm i'm feeling good about myself and about the work that i'm doing y your end results are going to pay off so absolutely. i totally agree absolutely i'm i'm curious so you've been in this pr profession for a few a few years now you're a veteran of the road yeah. you're a veteran of kind of this crazy cycle that we call admissions um what have you learned and how have you changed your approach to this time of year over the course of the last few years so, you know, being as organized as I possibly can has been something that I've really tried to do. And also, you know, being as organized as I possibly can, but not over organizing and not overthinking too many things. You know, I um, sometimes I used to feel like I had a tendency of where I needed to plan out months, 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 months in advance when in the springtime you can if I handle things from in like a month chunk, I feel just so much better about things. Um, so that was a new approach that I took this year where, you know, I looked at the month of March, what were my travel events going to be? And what were the events that I needed to plan on campus? And how could I do those? Did those really well, and then moved, you know, towards the end of March, moved on to April. And then now that April's wrapping up, we're getting ready for May. What are the events that are going on in May that we need to do to and how can I be the best admissions counselor that I can for my office? And for my team, um, you know, making sure trying to be as organized as I can for them makes, you know, their life easier and then in, and makes my life easier, too, because they don't have to call me or email me with questions of where are you? What is what's going on? And, you know, when things if you, as long as you're transparent and as open as you possibly can be with your team, I think that was one thing that I learned that you need to really do, too. Absolutely. And then also. Yeah, You know, the, the, going back to the self-care thing, this year I've really focused on, okay, I'm going to work out at least two to three times a week, whether that means, you know, doing 
50 sit-ups and 50 push-ups in my hotel room before I go to bed or whether that means going for a long jog or a long run. Um, you know, just making sure that I have the time for myself to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling healthy. And this year, knock on wood is the only spring that I have not gotten really sick yet. So I don't know if that kind of correlates or not, but. <laughs> well, hopefully it seems like it does, but also careful because we're halfway through the spring. So there's still time to get sick. <laughs> It's early in the spring season yet, so. It's very true. But I think you made some really, really good points there. Um, and in particular, the the communication piece with your team is so key. Um, I, I, I would gather, I would guess that a lot of the viewers, not every viewer, but a lot of our viewers may be on a small team. So there's a mm -hmm. lot spread between a handful of people. Um, but I think for most of our offices, Yes, everyone's busy at this time of year, but you may be surprised where band bandwidth to be able to work on things might shift. And so um, I've learned to be able to to be open with my colleagues. And if I find, you know what, I can't I can't make this happen today or I need support here, um, that it's OK to connect with my colleagues and share that. Um, I did that this morning. I have a colleague, Howie, who, you know, we so we have an admitted session and we have a regular information session. Um, and I knew the information session was going to be large. And I felt that uh, being as as crazy as possible that April can be. I found that I was just not mentally in the right place to be able to be on my best kind of, um, to be the best professional I could be in that presentation. And so I asked him if we could switch some things around and he would very enthusiastically supported that. And so, you know, I think it's important to know um, where your team can can hop in and where you can help your team. If you have a bandwidth that shifts around to be able to to help others, then communicate that with that with them as well. Um, you know, keep in mind that your event coordinators are exhausted and just trying to keep eight million details, in, right. you know, working the right way, right? I can only imagine what your event coordinator must be like right now in preparation for your event, uh, your admitted student days. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of team support and we here at Castleton are, you know, we're a pretty small team in our office and it, that's one, I'm glad that you actually brought up kind of leaning on your coworkers or your teammates because it, you know, they, all of, I found this, you know, this year and always obviously in the past too, my team's been more than willing to help me out. It's been my own hurdle of, you know, asking, should I have, you know, should I ask them to help me with this stuff? And this year we've been so busy with events and travel and things like that, that, you know, I had to ask and pass some things off onto people and they were more than enthusiastic to help and jump in. So I think that's one thing that, you know, the viewers should keep in mind. Don't feel like you're that just because you were asked to do something that it's solely your responsibility. You know, you can many hands make light work. And, um, you know, our visit coordinator does a great, you know, we do a great job of coordinating all the events and making sure that everything runs as smoothly and all of our students and families feel like they've gotten that personal touch. That's one thing that we really strive for here in our office. And I think by, you know, sharing the work that makes that experience happen for those students and families. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, it's all a matter of mutual respect and understanding and, and communication to make that work. You know, in some instances, maybe nobody else can jump in, you know, at some, at times we're all right. going to busy but you make a good point too about the student employees and that's again something that maybe not 
every every viewer out there um, has that experience. But I know for us, we have student uh, student ambassadors and um, admissions interns um, who can help jump in. So you kind of reference that a little bit, Brandon. You know how how have you kind of been able to work with your students to um, to both have them help you to knock out some of the things that you need to work on, but also um, hopefully also professionally helping them to professionally develop. So what are some things that they might be working on to help you with right now? Yeah, so um, this year has been a, a big year for us as far as kind of, you know, relying on our students and helping them out. We're, we've been in a little bit of a transition of finding exactly what the best role is for our student ambassador program and, you know, how can we make sure that they are getting the most out of our program and, um, you know, helping us out in, in that same way. And this year we have a lead senior. She's um, a senior from that's been at Castlin for some time, and she just started actually working in our office but she really rose to the occasion and um, because she's a senior she's just wrapping up an extensive internship and uh, she's been making admitted phone calls and she can connect with students like like none of us can like the full-timers can so it's she's been a huge help for us in that front she you know we've also had students that have jumped in to do tours um, one thing that I think is a little unique about Castleton's admitted student program is we try and pair all of our admitted students that come with a host student. So we have, we've had, you know, we had an admitted student that day that had about 40 students and families come. So we had to find, you know, about 35 to 40 volunteers from the community of, of Castleton to help host our admitted students and their families. And they all showed up and they were excited and they did a great job. And it, um, you know, I think it's, what's important to remember is that your students, want they're happy to be at your institution and they want to help out in any way that they can so reaching out to them is is a huge thing that we've been you know we're trying to focus a little bit more on and you know next year i think we're going to develop a new tiered structure for our ambassador program so i guess more to come on that next year but we're we're excited about the transition and you know seeing what's kind of happened like the part way segue into that new program that this year has been so next year should be a great year for using students as well or, uh, you know, utilizing their help, I should say. <laughs> I knew what you meant, not actually using them, but yeah, using yeah. them within the process. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I, I love that you said that. Yeah, we actually in the last few years developed an internship position here um, at Champlain because we realized we had students who were rising in leadership within their time in student ambassador, as a student ambassadors or across the college um, and had an interest in admissions. And we wanted to give an opportunity to say, OK, let's have you be part of our process. And um, and we gain from the work that they provide, but they, we also ideally are giving back to them in, in, you know, in terms of um, opportunities to share their excitement for the college, but also professional development and new skill sets. And so um, I'm excited to do what, to see what you do with your program. Um, and uh, you know, I, I've, it's been amazing to watch our students grow and develop. And, you know, now, you know, when it is busy at this time of year, they're jumping into our information sessions and helping us lead those. They're doing interviews, you know, they're, um, they're really helping to kind of make sure everything is happening. And um, at times it can be incredibly comforting to know that we have these budding professionals um, that are part of our team that we can build, we've built trust with them and we feel like they can take on part of this role as well. Um, so yeah, I, I echo what you said. I encourage others to, to think about how you can utilize your student employees who love your college so sincerely that they want to give tours and talk about their experience all the right. time. 
think about other ways that they can connect with your families and hopefully alleviate some of the uh, some of the things on your plate so that you can focus on some other other projects that you have going on as well. Yeah. Um, you had one other thing that you mentioned uh, that I want to revisit because I, I, it sort of leads into some of the other things that have helped me to manage April, and that's kind of planning ahead of time and like and like you said, kind of thinking month by month, not getting deeply wrapped up in in the you know looking at the day to day too, but kind of preparing ahead of time of okay, April has these things happening and these are going to be our big priorities. And so how do we prepare for that effectively? Um, so we talked about some apps that help, but I know for me, like a huge thing that's helped me is I draft up um, emails ahead of time I, that, you know, ones that I know that I'm going to send out a lot of so that um, I don't want to say it's a canned response because I still tweak it, but I have content that is ready to go rather than starting from scratch every time. So, um, so what are some things that you do to kind of plan ahead for that? You know, do you have any tricks up your sleeve for uh, preparing and, and doing things ahead of time so you don't have to do them in April? Yeah, no, I, um, you know, like you said, draft up emails and I save, 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 save everything um, because I know at some point I'm probably going to, someone's going to ask the same question. So I'll probably go back to that. And like you said, maybe not having the a generic response. Oh, are you still there? Yes, I am. I dropped up to you for a minute, but you're there. You're good. Sorry. Um, so, you know, making sure that you have, um, you know, a, a really not just generic responses, but you have the, the content is still the same. Um, so I, this year we had some, um, you know, little hiccups because we went to electronic releasing of our decisions and there was some confusion. So I, we had a ton of students and families asking questions about that. So I had that form email that I could just send them the quick facts on how to navigate and, you know, just trying to prepare as much as you can. I know that there's, you know, you get a lot of curveballs throughout the year in admissions, but I think so much of it is the same. You know, April this time last year was, you know, very similar to this year. We're just slightly, there are some new things that we need to do and work on. Um, but at the core, we're still hosting accepted student days. We're still hosting open house and we still have a ton of daily visitors coming in and phone calls and just trying to remember that, you know, we lived through it before. We're going to keep continue to do well through it um, and just see what you did last year and try and tweak it moving forward. Yeah, that's great advice. And I actually um, have started to see our event coordinator here do something that I think makes a lot of sense and makes her life just a bit easier when she's planning events the following year. And that's debriefing right after and then kind of letting that event sort of sort of float away, you know, getting prepared yeah. for the next one. But yeah, it's so true. You know, uh, like you said, saving the information and also being aware instantly, because otherwise, if you're trying to remember, oh, what worked and what didn't last year, um, even a few weeks after the event, like your brain's already done. It's gone. It's, right. it's it's in the past, you know, and you've you've moved on to new things. So, um, so you're right. I think retaining information, not not completely um, reinventing the wheel, but also I think you know, still being going in with an, an interest in innovating and changing things, but having a very clear um, roadmap of what worked and what didn't last year um, is going to help you be incredibly proactive in planning for the following year. Right. Most definitely. I mean, I think anything that you can do in advance of 
you know, it just makes your life that much easier and using the tools that you already have, the things that already have worked really well for your office, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel every spring, but um, because that would just burn you right out, I think. But if you, you know, you look at what you've done in the past and how can you continue to move forward and tweak it, it makes my life so much easier. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in general, just being proactive whenever you can, which is easier said than done as we're in April right now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, I think it's very fitting that we're having this conversation in April of preparing for April, but you know, it's just how it happens. You have, you know, it's before you know it, we're going to be on May 1st and then we're, you know, May 15th will roll around and we all will be thinking about fall travel. And it's, that's just how the, how the field works, which I is one reason why I've really enjoyed admissions work, I think is because I know at any given, you know, at, I have these finish lines at every point throughout the process, you know, you have, the summer is when you're preparing for fall travel and preparing for the fall and a really great yield year. And then you go on fall travel and you're preparing for reading applications and you're very focused on that. And then it's just the cyclicalness of admissions is I feel like it, it makes the year go by very, very quickly. Um, but I, I feel like I get a lot done in the year too. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. It does make it fly by real quick though, being in this, in this field for over a decade, it's, it's kind of hard to figure out where the time went, but you're right. It is, I think it's nice because there's kind of a comfort in knowing that it's, this is, this isn't, this is just chaos right now with everything happening, but we move on to the next thing. You're right. You know, it's because, you know, I, I barely, fall travel is like a a blip in the back of my head now because we've moved into these other pieces of the cycle. And so there is some comfort in knowing it's going to be okay. We're sprinting to the finish line right now, but, um, but we will make it there and we will, we all are in this together, you know, even if we're out on the road and connecting with students on the road and, and kind of looking at them and the other tables that they're going to, you know, I think what's really comforting too about this industry is that, um, it's a weird industry, but we all are experiencing it together. So yeah. you know, <laughs> commiserating, yeah, commiserating is huge. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, we're all in this together. And that's, I think that is a comforting thing to know that, you know, you're not alone in this process. This is, and people have been doing this for years and years and years, and it's worked out really well. And it's in some cases, I think every year we all question, you know, is this fair worth it? Is this event really worth it? You know, why do we do things the way that we do? Um, but we, we always have the time to reevaluate and adjust. Um, but then you also think about, you know, sometimes it's just a college fair is the best way to communicate with a student or, you know, picking up the phone and calling that student, even if you feel like, Oh, I could just send them an email. Sometimes that old school uh, mentality works out well for students and families, I think. Absolutely. And I think it's important that you mentioned like with the whole reason we're doing this is for the students and not losing sight of that. It can be super easy to lose sight of that at this time of year. And I, I appreciate that you said that, that, you know, it's we want to communicate with students in ways that work for them and are going to help them to navigate this process. Um, and ooh, snow just fell off the roof. Sorry if you all heard oh. that. Um, is, you know, just keeping in mind that, uh, that the work we do while it can feel exhausting and, and tiring and like you're repeating yourself all the time and you're staying up late. If you actually take a moment to think about those individual lives that you're influencing, it can actually get, bring a little bit of brightness back in your day and a reminder of, okay, this is why it's worth it. This is why, 
you know, I'm exhausted, but I'm going to make it through to help make this reality for these students. And I think that's huge. Um, so I appreciate that you kind of making sure we're coming back around to that piece of it too. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's so easy to get bogged down by the, you know, the day-to-day -day tasks and things like that. But in the end, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're all going to see a, our students that we've recruited in graduate and earn their degree and move on to something that's really big and exciting. And I mean, that's why, that's what keeps me going in this field is that, you know, in a couple of, you know, in May, we're going to see this group of graduating seniors go through and make a big impact in something. Um, and I think that's, it's so rewarding. And sometimes it, it, especially at this time of year, it's easy to think, oh my gosh, we're, why isn't May 1st here yet? But we're almost to the finish line and we're, you know, we're going to see the end results here soon and it's going to be worth it. Absolutely. Um, so we're nearing the top of the hour. So I want to make sure that uh, viewers, if you have questions, if you have your own tips and tricks, uh, please, please share them uh, with the hashtag higher ed live. I'd be happy to share them while we're still broadcasting if you send them soon. Um, but while we're waiting to see if anybody sends anything our way, Brandon, um, do you have any kind of just final words of comfort advice? Um, you know, uh, more words of we're all in this together. Anything to just kind of comfort our fellow colleagues uh, across higher ed institutions across the, the U.S. and the world right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just keep in mind we're all in this together and we're very, very close to the finish line. Um, you know, it's it's been a, a busy year for all of us and we are, oh, are we still there? Okay. Yep. Um, sorry. Um, it's been a you know, a busy year for everyone. And I think that just, you know, keep in mind that we're, we're coming to the end and it's, we're going to get to do it all again next year. And we're going to, you know, next year is going to be better than this year. And we're all just going to um, keep moving forward and it's just going to continue to progress. Um, you know, self care. I, I'm a big champion of make sure that you go and do something for yourself and enjoy, you know, have a nice dinner when you're out on the road or, you know, connect with a colleague and, and have fun one night and, you know, make sure that you have, give it, give your chance to, uh, time to relax. And when you're home with your families, really, you know, shut off your phone and take, shut off those push notifications and enjoy the time that you have with them because it, it can feel very limited and it can feel very overwhelming. But if you do those little things, it, it's going to make your job and your life that much easier and that much happier, I think. Absolutely. Yes. Turn off those push notifications and give yourself time to breathe. It is not healthy for our, our, human brains to just get poked all the time with these email exactly. notifications. Exactly. Good call. <laughs> you know, I think um, that sorry, was one thing to learn for sure was making, you know, when the, the workday ends, you know, the workday ends and I need to, you know, you need to go home and you need to focus on the things that are, there's a lot of other things that are really important in life. Um, so making sure that you have that healthy work-life balance. And I know right this time of year, especially, it can feel very overwhelming. And, you know, how do I find the time to do all of these things that I need to do? But we have 24 hours in the day and you really can make the most of it. And you can, you know, you can spend them working all day if you want to, or you can enjoy, you know, have a nice healthy balance. And I think that's the, the sweet spot is to find that healthy balance. Absolutely. And, and stay strong, folks. We're halfway through. We're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> Two more Just weeks. We're almost there. 
<laughs> two more weeks. I can't believe it. It's part of me is like, it's so exciting that two more weeks were there. And then part, the other part of me is terrified, but I think that we all are, you know, it's all going to come together perfectly. Like it always does. So <laughs> here's, here's hoping. I like that optimism. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I haven't seen any tweets. So if okay. viewers want to share their tips later, I know if viewers want to share their tips later, uh, send them our way, but um, I think we'll wrap up the show here. So thank you again, Brandon, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you as a guest. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, for having me on it. Was, this has been a lot of fun and thank you for bearing with me with this technical windstorm that's been going on. I appreciate your flexibility and um, this has been great. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, thank you, as always, to our, our program sponsor, M. Stoner. Uh, and I will be back next month. So see you soon with higher ed, more Higher Ed Life.